Do you think you'll cry? That was the question I heard in anticipation of our oldest child starting kindergarten this past week. Well, I wondered too. I had no idea. When my husband and I were talking about it before walking Noah to the bus stop for the first day, I said that I thought that if I did cry, it would be out of joy and pride and not out of sadness. Because most of me doesn't want my child to stay small and dependent and semi-controllable. Yeah. I'm sorry to say you know what I'm talking about. I really want to be a parent who fosters independence. And though I sometimes tire of hearing, I can do it. I really am very proud of our kids' independence. Independence is an overarching lesson in our short gospel passage today. It's a message about breaking free, breaking free from the things that would prevent us from becoming Jesus' disciples. You know as well as I that our culture sells us on easiness. Magazine covers scream at us from the grocery aisles, 10 easy chicken dinners, 11 ways to get fit fast. 12 easy ways to romance your sweetheart. Advertisers try to attach us to their products by telling us how easy it will make our lives. I could get tattooed lips and eyeliner to make my morning routine easier. Diet pills supposedly make losing weight easier. And of course, staples is the most obvious one that comes to mind, right? The easy button. <laughs> Click. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus does not market his product for easiness. He does the opposite to the crowds that were following him then and to us as potential consumers today. He warns us that attaching ourselves to him means detaching ourselves from a bunch of other things. Count the cost, he says, before you begin the journey. In today's passage, Jesus points out three areas of attachment that would prevent us from being his disciples. The first area is family. Now, I was slightly comforted to learn that one Greek word is not clearly translated for us English readers. We read the word miseo as hate or despise, where Jesus says, whoever comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, yes, and even life itself, cannot be my disciple. Well, the truer meaning of that word is detach or cut oneself off from. If we cannot detach ourselves enough from our family, we will not be true disciples of Jesus. 
He doesn't say it will be hard to be my disciple. He says cannot be my disciple. Count the cost. Now I've seen my sister and her family do this. To be Christian missionaries in Hungary, they have detached themselves from being with parents through illnesses, from watching their young nieces and nephews grow up, and from the close support which extended family can provide. They counted the cost before they started this journey 10 years ago, but they realized how much more they would lose if they did not follow through with what they believed God was calling them to do. In an email this week, my sister wrote that their 12-year-old daughter, Karen, was excited about starting back in the Hungarian schools last week. And so she's seeing the affirmation. She's seeing the fulfillment that comes when they can detach themselves from certain things to attach themselves to Jesus. Families can take over God's place in our lives, as can anything. Anything can become a false god. There are all kinds of good things that, to which we can devote our energy and our time, our devotion, family being among them, church also being one or other nonprofits, friends, work. Our families are God's gift to us for support and strength, and we need to use that well and build on it. With the busyness of most families, it is hard to make time to spend together. And yet Jesus tells us that if serving father, mother, brother, sister, spouse, children come before serving him, then a reversal of priorities is in order. As Fred Craddock wrote, the claim of Christ and the gospel not only takes precedence, but in fact redefines the other loyalties. And I would add, makes them better. Well, the second cost that Jesus asks that we consider is what he calls carrying the cross. Whoever does not carry the cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Now, Jesus may have been anticipating the beam of the cross he would be carrying towards Calvary. And he was giving the followers ample warning that if they pick up the cross, then he wants them to be willing to carry it all the way. A certain woman went to a small grocery store. She was preparing to entertain guests at her home. She got to the meat counter and she asked the attendant there for a large chicken. Well, he reached into the cold storage compartment, grabbed the last chicken he had, and placed it on the scale. He said, this one weighs four pounds, ma'am. Is that all right? She said, well, I'm not sure that will be enough. And she said, so do you have a bigger one? The attendant, remember this was the last chicken, he put it back into the compartment, pretended to search through the melting ice, pulled out the same chicken, put it on the scale, added a little finger pressure, and said, how about this? This one weighs six pounds. And she said, I'm just not sure. I tell you what, 
Wrap up both of them for me. <laughs> Think about the consequences and be prepared to follow through. A poor man, rural farmer, wants to build a tower above so that he can stand above his grapevines and watch look out over them so that he can see if a thief is coming or if a wild animal is making its way into his vineyard. If he starts the tower and does not complete it, he risks being ridiculed by the community. A rich man, a king, plans for battle until he hears that the other king has twice as many troops as does he. Will he risk all those lives? Will he risk defeat? Count the cost. Perhaps you're enthusiastic about starting a new project at home or a new Bible study or perhaps a member of the nominating committee has asked you to serve a term in a ministry area. Like a chess player debating your next move, you consider the consequences. How much time is this going to take? How devoted will I have to be? Since choosing one thing means choosing not to do something else, what will I be giving up if I say yes? Are you willing to count the cost, to carry the cross to its logical end? Count the cost. Well, the last verse of today's passage states the conclusion. Discipleship, following Jesus, requires the renunciation of all we have. None of you, Jesus says, can become my disciple if you do not give up all of your possessions. Well, we go back to that same sense of detachment that Jesus was talking about with family. How willing are we to give up the possessions that we have? Now, some people don't have a choice. I thought about my uncle and aunt who had a fire in their home last year. They didn't have a choice about giving up their possessions. But we do. We do. Are we willing? Not that we would have to, but are we willing? Bruce Cook took a three-week trip to Africa and learned at a game park how monkeys are captured for zoos in the United States. You can picture this. A shiny metallic object is placed in a long-necked jar tied to a tree. As monkeys swing through the trees, their eyes catch the reflection of the sun on this shining object. Now, reaching into the jar poses no problem for the monkey, but when they try to bring their closed hand out through the narrow opening, they can't make it. To gain freedom, all the monkey needs to do is to let go of the worthless object and draw its hand out. Instead, the monkey sits by the jar holding onto the object until the captors come to take them away. So what is in your hand? What is in your hand? Don't take offense, I'm not trying to call you a monkey. 
But what is in your hand that is keeping you from freedom, from true freedom in Christ? And is now the time to let go so that you can draw out your hand. Like a death after a prolonged and painful illness, like a rejection letter when you weren't sure whether you wanted the job, when we let go of our shining objects, we experience both grief and relief. Did I cry when Noah got on the bus? What do you think? <laughs> My congregation knows me. He didn't see me, so don't tell him. But tears welled up. Why was I crying? I was so proud of that little man. I really trust that they were. <laughs> tears of joy for those of you who couldn't hear Arlene. I, 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 I do believe that they were tears of joy. For the next few minutes. They would kind of come and then they'd go and then they'd come back and then they'd go and I progressed on to other things. But just like that day, detachment from things of this world offer both pain and relief. How will you make your decisions in the weeks ahead? Fully count the cost. Pray. And then let's take a step toward becoming better disciples of Jesus. Let's pray now together. Hear our prayers, O Lord, for the strength, for hope, and for the ability to let go of those attachments that keep us from focusing on and following you. Thank you for calling us to you, continuing to beckon us, no matter what we do each day. In the name of our Lord Christ we pray, amen.